Welcome to the perfect place for imperfect people. This is the Local Church Podcast, and we hope this message both challenges and encourages you. Here's today's message. We're glad you're here. Happy New Year to you. Uh, For those who are watching online, thank you so much for joining us and being with us today. And also our friends down at Everglades Correctional. We have a service down there that Pastor Buddy leads, and uh, we're so glad you guys are with us as well. My name's Garland, I'm one of the pastors, and uh, thanks for starting your new year with us. All right, and I hope you've had a great um, Christmas, a great New Year's, and uh, we're ready to kind of kick some things off, right? Well, before we get into our message today in the new year, one more thing about Christmas real quick, okay? Um, You know, as as we look at Christmas and we looked in Matthew chapter two at the wise men, the wise men brought gifts to Jesus, and uh, we know about that, and the first wise man, whenever they got there, he brought in the gift of gold. The second one brought in the gift of frankincense, and Mary and Joseph were so grateful and humble, and they said, thank you. And the third wise man, he said, wait, wait, there's myrrh. (laughs) Come on, you know that was good. All right, you gotta help me out. Thank you, my wife clapped. Thank you, honey. All right, she knows I need all the help I can get. All right, I'm sorry. You know, I think my neighbors were saying that the other night when they were lighting fireworks at 3 a.m. They were saying, wait, there's myrrh, all right? And I didn't really appreciate that, but uh, hopefully God gives you more as you step into this new year, all right? Well, Pastor Eric's gonna be kicking off a new series next week called Release, but we're gonna kinda do a little prep work today, and we're gonna talk about release a little bit today. And uh, so as we kinda depart 2021, we step into 2022, uh, we've been through a lot over the last couple years, right? And uh, all kinds of things have gone on. There's been some major struggles for some of us. We walked through some health issues, some financial issues, maybe relationship issues, spiritual things that you've walked through, maybe loss of family and friends. I've lost some dear friends over the past couple years, and those things are not easy. This list can go on and on. And uh, things have kind of been a mess for us. We talked about that in our last series called Chris Mess. But as we head into the new year, I want to encourage you. I want to give you some encouragement today. And uh, we serve a God that is always there for us. Write that down if you would, all right? Write that down in your notes. You can follow on the app today, and it'll give you a place to uh, even write those things down in the app. But we serve a God that is always there for us. I want you to remember that this year. You know, when Moses was handing over leadership to Joshua of the children of Israel in the Old Testament, he said this in Deuteronomy chapter 31. He said, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. What a great promise. And then I want you to read this with me, just this next line. Let's say this out loud together, okay? Do not be afraid. Let's say it again, all of us together. You ready? Do not be afraid. And he goes on, he says, do not be discouraged. And the same is true for us today that was true back then that we don't have to be afraid. Do not be afraid. And so the title for our message today is Release the Fear. Release the Fear. Now, I don't know what fears you have in your life or what you bring in with you today here at the local church, but if we're honest, we all have some fears. And I know I've got some friends, you know, they're not afraid of anything. Well, that's not true, all right? Because we all have some kind of fears in our life. And I don't know what it is that you have in your life as far as a fear, 
but I know that God wants to help you release that. And so that's what we're gonna look at today. So we're gonna be looking in 1 John chapter four. That's towards the end of the New Testament, right before Revelation. And uh, it's a book that was written by John. And we just find some great instructions in there for believers. But it really applies across the board. So let's look in verse 17. It says this, and as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we're afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person's a liar. For if we don't love people, we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their Christian brothers and sisters. It's a great passage that kind of gives us some, some help. And I, I want us to talk about fear today, but this passage will give us ways to kind of release the fear. So I want to just share four key things with you today. For us to release fear in our lives, here's the first one, write this down. We live in God. We live in God. Verse 17 says, and as we live in God. So the question pops up, well, how do we live in God? Because as we say you live in God, it sounds, you know, like, whoa, that might be tough. And I'm sure there are times where it is. But look in verse nine of 1 John chapter four. It says, God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son in the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Verse 10, this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So how do we live in God? It's in a relationship with his son, Jesus. That's why God gave him to us as our savior. And here's how that happens. Look down in verse 14. It says, furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. We just celebrated that at Christmas. That's what we do. But verse 15, it says, all who confess that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God. So it gives us the answer there. The way we live in God is by having a personal relationship with his son, Jesus. It's not just knowing about him, but it's knowing him personally. Because all of us, if you've been to church, you know about Jesus, but it's not just knowing about him, it's knowing him personally. There's a lot of people I know about, but that doesn't give us a relationship. The relationship goes or starts whenever I know them personally. And it's the same thing with Jesus. It's not just knowing about him, it's knowing him. It's by us releasing the fear and giving it to God through his son, Jesus. We accept his gift of salvation. It's a gift that he gives to us. And God even gives us proof of that gift. Look down in verse 13, it says, and God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he is in us. When we accept God's gift of salvation, the Holy Spirit in our lives. All right? And so when the Holy Spirit lives in us, that makes the difference. It allows us to live in him, to live in God. When this happens, we release the fear. We give our lives to Jesus. And then look what happens. Let's go to our second point. When we release the fear in our lives, our love grows. Our love grows. 
Now, I want us to spend a little time on this because this is an important thing. And as we live in God, verse 17, our love grows more perfect. When we are loved, we learn how to love. Does that make sense to you? When we experience love, we learn how to give love. We learn how to live in love. We learn how to share love. It's a very important thing. When a child is raised in a loving environment, they will learn to love those around them. You see it, it's obvious. I love sitting outside every Sunday and watching families come in and seeing the kids come in. And it's just obvious those kids that are loved, they share love. It's very obvious. Becomes a part of them to love and accept others. You can see it. The same is true for us as believers in Christ. When we accept God's love for us, we learn how to love others. We can look at others through God's eyes and we can love them no matter what their view is on the vaccine. You can laugh at that a little bit, okay? Because some of you are sitting there going, oh, does he know me? Yes, I do. All right. You know what? I got friends all over the place on the issue and some have become angry about it, but you know what? I choose to love them and let God lead them. And that's what we have to do. We've got to love others. If you want to love others, then fall in love with Jesus. Please write that down. If you wanna love others, fall in love with Jesus because when you fall in love with Jesus, you will start being like him. And Jesus loves all of us in spite of who we are. You see, when we look at others through God's eyes, we can love them no matter who they are, no matter where they come from, no matter how they talk, what their color is, who they voted for, who their favorite team is. This list can go on and on and on. We stop putting our conditions on love and we love them in a non-conditional way, the way Jesus does. We can love others because we have experienced the unconditional love of Jesus. And that's what makes the difference. You know, Jesus knows everything about you and I, everything. Jesus knows what you did last summer, okay? He knows what you did last night. He knows what your thoughts are. He knows how you feel about people who are different than you. He knows all your failures, all your intentions, good or bad. He knows all of your sins, but get this, and he still loves you. He still loves you in spite of who you are. And this just blows my mind when I think about it. How can Jesus love us in spite of who we are? Because let's be honest, sometimes we're unlovely, right? But Jesus still loves us. And it's amazing to me how that when we look at others, through the eyes of Jesus, we can look at them with compassion. We can look at them with hope. We can look at them with love and with beauty and with forgiveness and grace the same way that Jesus has given that to us. Verse 20, it says, if someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For we don't love people we can see. How can we love God whom we cannot see? If you hate others, you're living in fear. You're living in the fear we're talking about releasing. Don't be a hater. It reveals your insecurities and your agendas. Because the reason we hate other people is we have agendas, right? Because we have insecurities. And, and you've got to release that thing. There's no room for this as a believer. It's got to be God first, not me. One of the things that I have grown to realize is the sin that exists in my, in my life the root of it is selfishness. It's what it all comes down to. It's me putting myself first. 
It's me searching out what I want for me instead of what God wants for others. And, and that's what happens when God's not first and we put ourselves first. But when we, when we learn to release the fear in our lives, we will learn to love others like God loves them. Here's, here's a project for us in 2022. Write this down if you would. Here's our project. Look at others like God does. Just that simple. Look at others like God does. And whenever we do that, when we encounter the unlovely or the angry at work or on the road or, or even at home sometimes, right? then when we look at them, we can see people who need to be loved because that's what it comes down to. When you encounter someone who's angry or grumpy or unlovely, whatever it is, they need love in their life and you might be the only person that can give it to them. So ask God each morning to show you who these people are that need love. But I, I wanna warn you, he will show you. <laughs> he will show you and there will be people in your life that you... It's not easy to love them, but you need to. Might be the only way they see Jesus. So we need to love others. Verse 21 says, and he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their Christian brothers and sisters. This shows that we have learned to release the fear. We've learned to release our insecurities. We've learned to, to release our issues about us first. And, and that's one of the reasons that we call the local church the perfect place for imperfect people because we wanna love everyone, even the unlovely. We choose to look at others through the eyes of Jesus. And it's because God loves us. In verse 16, let's read it again. It says, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. So tell the person next to you right now, look at them and just say, God loves you. Go ahead. All right, now be honest and say, and I'm trying to. Okay, right? Hopefully you do, right? All right? But we know how much God loves us. How much? Verse 14, furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the world. God sent Jesus to be our Savior. That's how much he loved us. And how do we know this? Because we've experienced it. And when you experience God's love, you know that it is real. No one can take that away from you. That's what you've experienced. It's real in your life. You've seen it, you've experienced it, and here's the great part. You can share it with others. It's your story. We're all storytellers of what God's done in our life. And we have put our trust in his love, verse 16. Trust is a result of love. No love, no trust. There's a lot of truth in that, you know. I struggle with trusting those people who don't love me or have violated my trust. You understand what I'm saying? And for most of us, we've lived that out, right? I mean, why do we struggle against trusting others? Well, there's a lack of love. And, and so how do you trust someone who doesn't love you? I mean, you really have to kind of watch that, right? Or we've gotten burned. There's been people that we have trusted. And what have they done? They violated our trust. And so what it does is it puts us in a place to where we don't only not trust them, but even others. And we build these walls up around us. But here's the great thing about God. We trust God because we know his love is real. His agenda is us. How incredible is that? God's agenda is us. Look at the rest of verse 16. 
It says, God is love. All who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So write this down. To experience God is to experience love because God is love. That's where the true source of love comes from. God created it. He created you and I, and he wants it to be a part of our lives. To experience God is to experience love because God is love. So here's what's next. Let's move on. Here's our next thing. When we release fear in our lives, we will not be afraid. We will not be afraid. We don't have to carry fear. Verse 17, so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. So let me ask you a question. What are you afraid of? What is it that you're afraid of? Write down the first thing that just popped in your mind, all right? Put that in your notes. I don't know what that is. It's different for all of us. Um, I have a list of things I'm afraid of. It's probably not a, you know, a total list of everything, but just a few things. If you know me, you've heard me say this. I'm afraid of snakes. I hate snakes. Some of you may have a pet snake. I can't help it if you're foolish, all right? Um, snakes are from hell. You can't argue with that. It's in the Bible. The, the first temptation in the Bible came from a snake, which was Satan. Satan's from hell. Figure it out, all right? Um, some people say there's good snakes and bad snakes. No, nothing good comes from hell. And I can go on all day. Um, sorry, I don't like them, you know? And there's... It's just one of those things I'm afraid of. And I'm afraid of pain. I've seen people walk through pain. I don't want to be in pain. It's not fun. Uh, I'm afraid of loneliness. I'm a people person. I don't want to be by myself. I, I, I hurt for people who have to be lonely. Uh, for me, probably my biggest uh, fear is failure. It's to fail God. It's to fail my family, my friends, those placed in my life that are important to me. Um, I kind of have this formula, and it's failure equals hurt, which equals pain. Because when we fail others, there's hurt there, and it creates pain in our lives, but also theirs. And it's one of the things that I fear. Now, the truth is, I've let people down, and I probably will again, because I know me, but I don't want to. I don't want to let people down. I don't want to fail. And so we fears in our life, but God gives us a way to release those things. Let me share a story that'll kind of help us with, with fear in, in different ways. When, when my oldest daughter, her name's Noel, when she was young, probably 10 or 11 years old, she loved horses, still does. And um, my father-in-law had horses, she used to ride a lot, so in the summer, we'd send her to horse camp. And I've shared this story before, some of you will remember it, but... Um, we, as soon as school was out, we went on vacation. We came back. She was supposed to start horse camp that next Monday. So I drive her to the farm. She is so excited. I mean, she's got all of her gear, everything ready to go. This cute little blonde-headed girl just smiling the whole way there. And her friend is going to meet her there from school. And so we get to the farm where it's at. Her friend's already there sitting at a table with another little girl. And Noel jumps out of the truck. She runs over to her friend, and her friend ignores her. It's one of those little things kids do. She was with someone else. She just kind of turned her head and didn't even acknowledge her. And I watched the countenance just change in my daughter. That was my little girl. I mean, I'll, I'll die for my girls. And I sit there and I see her just so excited and it all goes away. She walks over and she sits at the other table by herself. And so I waited a minute and I'm going through my head, what do I do? So I called her over and I said, are you okay? And she goes, yeah. And I said, do you want to go home? 
She goes, no, I'm going to stay. And I said, all right. I said, it'll be okay. It'll work out. And so she went over and, and I left and I'm praying for her and I'm a little angry, a little hurt, all those things. But I realized that day that part of me not failing her was to make sure that I was preparing her. Preparing her for everything that's gonna come her way. I wouldn't always be there to protect her, but I could prepare her to even protect herself in circumstances. And she could know that she was loved no matter what came her way. No matter where she was, who she was with, she would know that she was loved and that she was cared for. And the reason that's so important is because love removes fear. Please catch that. True love removes fear. Verse 18, it says, such love has no fear. Talking about God's love. There's no fear whenever we have God's love because perfect love expels all fear. We serve a God who loves us and removes fear. He takes the fear away. Verse 18, if we are afraid, it's fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Why? Because when we've experienced his perfect love, the fear goes away. Maturity moves us from the fear of punishment to the fear of letting those down who love us. There's a difference in those two things. You know, whenever I was growing up, I had a fear of punishment when I was young. I didn't do things because I knew if I did, I would be punished. But as I began to grow and mature, I was more concerned about letting my parents down than I was the punishment. Because there came a time when I could handle the punishment, whatever it was. My dad, he was pretty straight, he was pretty firm. And now I'm grateful for that. But I got to where I could handle the punishment, but it tore me up if I knew I let my parents down. And that's a maturity thing as we grow. Fear of punishment is, oh no, I'm in trouble. It even happens in our walk with Christ because sometimes on the front end of us knowing who God is and Jesus is, we're afraid of what's God gonna do to me. But as we grow, we realize that's already been paid for by Jesus. And it becomes, I don't wanna let him down as we mature and grow. Fear of letting others down is respect. It's a respect that we have. And it's something that we need to carry. The only fear that should exist in our life is a respectful fear that we have for God first and then those around us as well. But that perfect love removes fear. We don't have to be afraid. And then here's our fourth point. When we release the fear in our lives, we have confidence. We have confidence. Confidence is so important in our lives. Verse 17, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. The thing that gives us confidence is when we live like Jesus. It's whenever we try to pattern our lives after him. Now, I know we're not perfect. Believe me, I know that. I start with me, okay? If you follow me around, you're gonna see failures. I, I need Jesus. I need a savior, I told someone the other day, I was in a conversation with them, and, and fine, I just looked at him, and I was just being honest, and I said, you know what, you're a little weird. And uh, the truth is, they were. I'm just being honest. My wife got so mad at me for saying that. No, I'm kidding, it wasn't her, all right? I would never say that to my wife. I'm smart, okay? 
But the truth is the person I was talking to, they were a little weird. And they looked at me and they said, well, how would you know? And I said, because I'm an expert on weirdness, because I'm weird. I mean, the truth is we're all a little weird, right? Raise your hand if you're a little weird, okay? Look out for the people that didn't raise their hand, okay? They might be the weird, no, all right? The truth is we're all needy. We all mess up. We all fail, we make mistakes. We're sinners, but we're loved. We're loved. We're loved by Jesus. And because of that love, we get up and we keep trying to live like him. We try, we do our best. And when we mess up, we confess it and we step into trying again. And we just keep pursuing that. Our confidence grows when we live like Jesus. Confidence means that we release the fear. Verse 18, such love has no fear. This is God's love. I wanna read to you 1 John 4, 16 again. We've read it several times today. But here's what it says. It says, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. Think about this. Jesus was perfect. The only one to ever be perfect in this world. But if we live like him, we live in God. Our love grows. It grows even for the unlovely around us. We will not be afraid. We don't have to fear the things that the world fears anymore. David said this in Psalms 23, verse four. He said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. We don't even have to be afraid of death when we have that relationship with Christ. Why? Because we have confidence. Confidence in who he is and what he's done for us. God's love takes away fear and gives us the confidence to live like Jesus. And that's what makes the difference. It makes all the difference in the world for us. So this way, we can start a new year releasing the fear because we give it all to him. We give it all to him. So what's next? What do we do now? Well, here's what I would say. We need to release the fear today. We need to release it today. You know what? I just really believe there's some people that are here today and you've never You've never stepped into that relationship with Jesus. You know about him, but you just don't know him personally. I wanna give you that opportunity to do that now. It's just a simple prayer. It's just saying, God, I want Jesus in my life, and so I give my life to him. So can we pray that prayer now? Let's bow our head and close our eyes. And if you're here today and you've never given your life to Christ, I wanna encourage you to do that right now. So I'm just gonna pray a prayer. You can repeat that after me, pray it to God. And just say this, say, God, I need you. And today, I'm giving my life to you. I'm releasing the fear to you. I'm asking you to be my savior, to come into my life, to come into my heart. I give it all to you. Let the Holy Spirit live in me and lead me and guide me. I wanna love like you do. So today, I'm giving it all to you. I love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you just lift your hand up? We want to celebrate that, all right? Just lift your, God bless you guys, all right? Let's give them a hand. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time today, I'd say welcome to the family of God. You know, you've got Christ in your life now. He wants to make a difference. Carson and Pastor Steve are going to share with you in a few moments how we can help you with that. 
And that's what we want to do. We want to be a help to you. I want to pray one more thing before we go today. And uh, the thing that I want to pray is I want to pray for those of us that know Christ. And we know we have a relationship, but we still have some fears in our life. And I understand that as I share with you some of my fears. But I want to pray for us and just ask God to bless us and to help us. Let's pray together that prayer, okay? Fathers, we come to you. Lord, we just lift to you the fears that exist in our lives and those around us. Lord, there's so many things going on in our world right now that's just crazy. It's a mess. And we just, we see this resurgence of illness and things like that. And Lord, right now, even many of us have friends, family who are walking through this. And so, Father, we just ask for you to take the fear away. Let us trust you. Let us live in you. Let us not be afraid. But Lord, let us face each day knowing that you're with us to lead us, to guide us. And Lord, we'll trust you with that because we need you. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give one last thought to you. And then our worship team's going to lead us. And here it is. God did not create us to live in fear. God created us to live in him. So let's grab a hold of that. Let's release the fear. Let's live in him. Let's let him make a difference in our lives, all right? Thank you for listening to the Local Church Podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and review and share what you learned today. You can connect with us at thelocalchurch.com or by searching The Local Church on your favorite social media platforms. We hope you join us next week for a brand new episode. And remember, you matter to God and you matter to us.